Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet and kind and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. The Lions are NFC North champions. I got the gear. I got the hat. I got the t-shirt today. Amazing. Samson Davis. Awesome. What a, what a good thing, I assume. Right? Good. Oh, yes. North champions. Yep. Good. Works. And Alex Fan. I've finished three books this year so far. Damn, dude, get it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to like integrate the habit of like reading a book before bed. And I did it on New Year's Eve because I have no life. And then I finished a book. Like I started a book New Year's Eve and finished it at 1 30 a.m. on New Year's Day. I don't think that counts for this year. No, I'm just <laughs> and then. I've just been like doing that, not the staying up until one thirty, but reading. Mm-hmm. It's intense, and I'll, although I'm also including audiobooks, they count. That's fine. You know what else counts? <laughs> it can help you count. That's beautiful. <laughs> is it dice? I hope it is, because now I can talk about diehard dice. Uh, diehard dice are an online purveyor of wonderful math rocks to help you with your TTRPG needs. Beautiful sets in acrylic and metal, in all different colors. Just go onto their website, dieharddice.com, find the set perfect for you. When you go to checkout, use our code EXPLORERSWANTED and get 10% off your order. You're getting a high-quality product for a little bit cheaper, and you're helping to support the show. Please, thank you. They are very good dice. Mm-hmm. I rarely get to roll them in-game, but I like I have them here in my dice tray just so I can roll them for fun <laughs> every once in a while during the day. I got a, a dire D20, a metal one. Ooh. Ooh, the big boys. I'm going to break something with this. Chonkiest of chonkies. So, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I just need the beginning and the end. Um, and maybe the middle. The train left the station. <gasps> oh, yeah. And we did a weird thing. Yeah, We did the whole heist last episode? Yeah, pretty much. Oh. The train left the station. Choo-choo. And Esri did a bad distraction that wasn't distracting at all. There was intervention from... Ilson? Was it Ilson and Ezra who went in together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they entered, they were able to enter the cargo hold with a pretty good impression of a maintenance worker who just had no fucking time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Magpie Ferdinand and Yasmin decided to like crazy jump from car to car and then climb on top and then like crawl across the roof <laughs> while this thing is screaming. Well, we got like a little bit further before we did that. We decided to play like very horny commander and his suspicious girlfriend uh, yes. and the one person who has to follow them. That's right. So yeah, I got a decent ways with that and then decided to finish it off with some insanity. Yeah, that Nevertheless, was make it to the hatch on the roof that leads to the cargo hold. Meanwhile, there are just like a fuck ton of guards in here. So we And he was able to take out like, well, severely impact three of them, I think, with the time bomb, which aged everyone seven years and was really gross. Like there was a lot Mm. of gross things about it. The longer I thought about it. Yeah. You -hmm. know, anyway. Not that it didn't occur to me at like 3 a.m. that Ezra could have taken an action and moved an immediate distance, but (laughs) (laughs) where where we are today, which is... I think you used your action to push Ilsen out of the way. Oh, Oh, you were so nice about it. Aw. Good lord, how would Ilsen have reacted to that situation? I don't know, and we don't have to know. Yeah, and we, it's a very, it's very hypothetical. Yeah, so long fingernails, long hair... I assume bad breath, you know, like, yeah, just, just, it's, it's been seven years. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that would make Esri 30, right? Mm-hmm. The official adult. Yeah. No. Why'd you clap? Dan, why'd you clap? <laughs> because 30 is when your body's warranty expires. Oh. What? You have lower back pain for the rest of the campaign. So it was at approximately this time. Okay. The exact sequence of events is going to get real loose here. So... Magpie, Fernand, Yasmin enter via the hatch, and Ezri's trying to distract the guards so that everyone can get into the next car. Ilsen manages to first, because Ezri pushed her out, mm-hmm. gets in there, tried some sort of ploy. Oh, like, oh my gosh, something's happening. I'm also a victim, right? 
Yeah, Elson was kind of able to drag out the maintenance worker thing for like two more two rounds or something. Yeah, and then attacked with her stick. As you do. Magpie, Ferdinand, and Yasmin briefly engaged the guards, right? Ferdinand just murdered people, if I remember right. There was a lot of murdering. So, yeah, they murdered their way into the cargo hold as well. And honestly, just know that the guards were killed in various ways and or disabled or locked out. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. (laughs) And then the crew was able to push the cargo box crate to the open cargo doors. And Esri thought she could push it out and then, like... She have a cipher that she used, yeah, to like glue herself to it, mm-hmm. and then thought maybe with the flying stars she could slow its descent. I think was the mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Had a lot of thoughts. It went poorly for Esri. I think other people took a little bit of damage, but the end result was the cargo is out. The crew is on the ground, and I think that's about where we left it. Uh, the crate busted open. When we landed, so we know it's Oh, right. Now. So now temptation looms. Well, not not really temptation, more confusion, because what we found was this crazy humanoid sarcophagus. Yeah. Isn't it tempting to look inside? I wasn't even assuming we could open it. Is this Outlaw Star? No. You mean there's not going to be a hot naked girl who powers her spaceship in there? Yeah, I mean, you don't know what's in there. So, yeah, you guys have just opened up the top because the crate was busted so you guys were trying to decide if you could just like split things up and distribute the weight you open up the top and you see a instead of a bunch of artifacts and weapons you find one human shaped sarcophagus and Ferdinand says from over Ilson's shoulder well that's unexpected oh can I do this voice I know we all have to remember our voices now (laughs) no I meant just like physically Mm. Apologies, listeners, I'm a little sick. Is this what your client wanted? Well, he said there was going to be artifacts and weapons in here. But yeah, he wanted whatever was in the box. So either he's wrong about the contents, or for whatever reason, this qualifies as both. All right, well, what's the landscape around where we're at? Sort of plainsy, mm-hmm. where you guys came off. There is sort of wooded area that surrounds that side of lathe but the train had definitely gotten past any of the, the forestry at that point. Mm-hmm. Are there any like nearby hills or copses of trees or something that we can get behind and out of view? Yeah, so it's all kind of like rolling hills here, so it's not going to be something okay. like a thing you hide behind. But it, So I say plains, but it's also kind of got some of the rolling hills to it. You're not visible from every direction on the horizon or anything like that. Like Midwest kind of vibes? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, regardless of whatever this is, we need to, I think, get out of the view of the uh, railway. By the way, when you say that, Ilsen, the screamer is already a gray dot on the horizon, mm-hmm. just out of sight. Ezra, are you okay to drag this thing a little distance, at least until we're out of sight of the railway? Yep, she's only sort of okay. So, <laughs> Ezra, will prepare to drag. So Ezra's dragging this alone? Well, I'm thinking that Yasmin and I help with the sarcophagus, literally lighten the load with our various hovering abilities. And then Magpie and Ferdinand, can you clean up this box and at least cover our trail so that when they eventually start exploring the nearby railway, they don't immediately see where we landed and went off to. Is the sarcophagus still on top of, like, the bottom of the box? Yeah. The sides had kind of burst open a little bit. Oh, we could make a sled. Uh, yeah, I think I have rope. Here, here's some rope. And I, <laughs> I harness up Esri. <laughs> <laughs> no, not again. No, she was gonna, it was just gonna be a sled. She was just gonna pull on the rope. It wasn't gonna be another harness situation. This is not where this was going. Now it is. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> are you making a sort of sled or are you? Yeah. Okay. I need some sort of intellect roll to make the sled. Well, um, tie knots. Do you want me to lead the roll, Stace? Yes. <laughs> All right. I have careful movement. Ooh, Ezri, that's what Ezri's advice is. You're going to need to tie some knots. <laughs> Thank you, Ezri. You always blunt wisdom. That's what I like. Beautiful. With Ezri's assistance, it becomes a three. Would careful movement apply here? 
carefully tying. Knots. Yeah, since you're since you're saying it's not based, yeah, I think that would count. So it's a gimme for you. All right, then gimme. <laughs> You've made a rudimentary sled. All right, I, it doesn't have to be a harness accessory. If you could just pull it by hand, I just didn't know with the uh, fingernails if it would be hard to hold things. Give me a sec. That's right, because Ezri's standing there with Mm -hmm. like 46 inch long hair or 42 inch long hair and. That's gross. Yeah, and furling fingernails. Does anybody Mm -hmm. have hedge clippers? (laughs) Not. I didn't bring any with me. I've got knives. Ah, no. No, no. Maybe, yeah, harness is a a good point. You sure? I'm very good with knives. (laughs) You can do something about this. I assume it works just like trimming any other nail. Great. Do you mind? Certainly. He kind of traipses over, grinning the whole time. Which hand do you hand him first? The right. Okay. So he takes your right hand, kind of, you know, positions his arm to hold it so that, you know, it's somewhat steady. So he's like holding your hand in his hand while he's preparing to use his left hand with the knife. It feels very uncomfortable, Esri. Like, not out of any problem with him. It's just that you've got this very long fingernail. And so trimming across it is not perfect. And nails don't cut as easily as skin. They do not. Bad leverage. It's too long. Gross. He starts trimming them off. He gets through your fingers. And he looks up at you. Should we switch to the other hand? Or if you'd like, I could try to do some cuticle work. Esri holds out her left hand. What do you say to that? <laughs> so he uh, it takes it to your other hand, trims the nails off. They fall to the ground. It looks like somebody, like for whatever reason, dropped a bundle of white sticks. <laughs> yeah, and so he finishes there, and he's like, you sure you don't want any of the cuticle work? I'm good, thank you. Teach their own. Uh, using her cloak as a glove, Wilson's going to pick up the white <laughs> the fingernails and put them on the sled. Oh, so we don't leave evidence. That's kind of literally evidence that we would take with us, though. Yeah. They would know her nails grew. They would expect to find them. You think they could do nefarious things with them? Well, I think there was at least two soldiers that were left alive. And I, when they eventually start like searching along the railway, I think they're going to find a couple of weird sticks in the middle of these planes. And they'll be like, don't these look like fingernails? And then start looking around this area. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yep. Yeah, especially if there are 10 of them. Okay. So... You've trimmed the nails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Esri still doing the harness, or is she now dragging it? Dragging. Well, yeah. Okay. So, the sarcophagus is fairly heavy. It's doable, but are you just going out of the way, or are you trying to get to the cart that Ferdinand set aside? Right now, just trying to hide it, like get it out of sight of the... Okay. In that case, since the slut is helping you, and it's a very short distance that you have to do this with, I would say it's a nine might roll of some sort. What if she jumps while she's doing it? <laughs> that's, to- that's totally how the long jump works, right? Can Yasmin and Ilsen help her out a little bit by using their hover abilities to lighten the load? Yeah, you could give her... A- so she already has an asset from the sled, but you could definitely... She could get an asset from that. Yeah. Dope. So that makes it a six. Alright. Come on, giant D20. Let's see what you got. Ooh, it's got a 15. Nice. Okay. You were able to drag it, you know, just around the edge of a hill out of sight of the immediate railroad. Sick. Esri collapses. <laughs> Face down. <laughs> she just stays there for an hour. Do you need us to get your toenails while you're down? Yes. <laughs> that's to be like minor surgery, probably, to be honest. Yeah, well, no, like, like, would, they come out, yeah. would they come out of the shoes, though? Yeah, they've busted through the shoes and you're bleeding and they're probably slightly ingrown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, they're really grown. Would Esri wear boots that nails could easily pop out of? No. <laughs> she feels like a steel toe boot kind of girl. Yeah, they're sturdy, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck, those are hella embedded. So when you take off a boot to look at it, the nails have pushed around and started embedding in the sole of your foot. As you do. Magpie, are you able to do your thing and maybe help pull these out a little bit without ripping them out? I think... Didn't Ezri give Yasmin the, or tell Yasmin to bring the first aid kit? Yeah. Yeah, you would have an asset on anybody who wanted to do this kind of thing. Magpie is not trained in medical. Dude, you literally did spine surgery, like, a couple days ago. But that doesn't count to more assets. This is a step too far. (laughs) (laughs) Spines, yes. Feet, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so, 
since this gives an asset with the asset from the first aid kit, it would be a nine intellectual healing if you got it. Magpie does not have it. Be careful while you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. (sighs) What pool is this even? Intellect. Oh, I've got intellect. So we'll use a level of intellect. And that was Ezri's advice. Oh, to make it a gimme. Mm. Okay. So since Ezri gave advice that, yeah, that's... Well, no, because you can only get two assets from external factors. Some of those already taken up. Well, one of them. So you would only be able to give one level. So it would be a three still. I got a 17. Okay. So, Ezri, this sucks. (laughs) Because essentially, Magpie, what you realize you have to do is you have to kind of carve along the middle of this bent-in toenail. And of course, because they're ingrown, the stabbing in the foot is not the only thing. There's definitely, like, the toenail beds are bloody. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah it looks like something terrible was done to Ezri's feet you're able to sort of trim them in half so you can work on them independently when you tug out the pieces that were embedded in Ezri's soles it takes a little bit of give because it was like the body since it was accelerating healing was also trying to heal around it so there's a lot of tough scar tissue there but then you manage to yank them out some of them start filling with blood and you realize that you need to do some stitching. So you stitch those gouges in Ezri's feet. Only like four on one foot and three on the other actually needed stitching. Or at least she wasn't bleeding from those spots anymore. And carve back the toenails that are on the front and you see the ragged nail beds of Ezri's feet and with caked blood all through it. So did Ezri lose her toenails completely? It's not necessary for Magpie to yank the actual toenail roots out. No, that's why I was just wondering if that's what you were describing. We could. Okay. <laughs> no. Just... If you feel like it. No. I, toenails are good for you. Yeah, so you do that. <laughs> I'm going to say, Ezri, you can have... Let's see, that's still going to suck for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess she should have been hindered on that pull, but she would have gotten it anyway. Yeah. Do an additional recovery roll, but divide the result in half. Okay. And round down. We're here for an hour, right? That's what uh, Stay said. Yeah. I think Ezra desperately needs that hour. Then Kennel Sen be at, like, the top of the hill, low on the ground, just, like, keeping an eye on surroundings. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm also going to take a recovery roll. Give me, uh, 12. 12. And this is for your seeing things. I'm not asking for a stealth roll or anything like that. Right, right. Uh, I don't know, like 12. One level of effort to bring it to a nine. Okay. Nine. Nice. Okay. You don't see any people approaching. You definitely don't see any activity on the tracks. You haven't seen another train coming from either direction. You do see a pack of some sort of herd animal kind of on the horizon. That's kind of what you vaguely think the silhouette is. They're too far out to make details mm-hmm. and you know they have several types of those animals that corpus you know has grays or they're just wild so you're not exactly sure what they are okay ferdinand is spending that hour happily chatting with yasmin it seems to consist mostly of light jokes and things like that as just trying to not think about her feet <laughs> all right after an hour as re- unless something happens daniel no nothing happens Ezri will get up and resume a pull-in to the cart. Okay. Are we doing the hover trick again? Yes. Okay. So this is going to be roughly four rolls, Stace. Okay. You'll have two assets on these, which, you know, is bringing them down to start with. And the pulls will get harder as you get more exhausted. Okay. And I'm going to um, spend a level of effort on each one. I'm just going to take all four off okay. right now. So this first one... You may not for the first one, I don't know. The first one is a nine. Oh, you're right, I won't. Oof, three. Okay. Maybe I should have. You start tugging on this sarcophagus, and I I think the problem is maybe that, because at this point you're kind of like, have to slowly kind of start pulling up a hill to get to the next section. Just like that angle is particularly rough, and it just like slides backwards when you start getting it up, and Esri just has a failure to launch. She just 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. She'll try again. I, then I do have to spend effort this time, right? Yep. Twelve. Okay. So you get it tugged about a quarter of the way that you're going. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's four rolls away. So you tug at that first section, and uh, your next roll is a with the two assets and the effort. It is now a nine. And she has momentum. Okay. Tell me about momentum. Oh, the sled's already moving. She <laughs> doesn't have to exert as much effort to continue the movement. Oh, I thought it was like some cool ability you had. No. Like that. <laughs> I feel like that's that's an asset. Physics. It's, it's, it's science, Dan. And this is science fantasy. But it's also getting harder to drag. I'll let you keep it at a six for this one. <laughs> okay. But then after that, your own exhaustion is going to start factoring in. Got it. I'm going to spend a level of effort this time. Oh, no, wait. Momentum wouldn't be an asset because you already have two external assets, but yeah. 12. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that rule. The one yeah. I never <laughs> remember. I got 12 regardless. So Okay, cool. So you tug at the next part of the way. Ilsen is helping hover this, and Ferdinand is watching Ilsen with a glint in his eye. That is such an interesting capability, Ilsen. Uh... Thank you. I prefer you don't tell anybody about this. Oh, no. Of course not. Same goes for all of you as well. How about what? Oh, I can't speak for Magpie. <laughs> don't even know if she's paying attention. I mean, I am, but... Which ability of, um... What are we remarking about? I think it's the hovering. The hovering? That's an ability? That's not a cipher? For Yasmin, it's a art. For me, it's a ability. Ooh. And her vitiligo and eyes glow when she's doing it. Oh, never mind. As you said, nothing. She's very impressed. Okay. Okay, next roll. Oh, right. So this is going to be a 12. 14. Nice. Last roll. You guys can even sort of see the cart in the distance. What? 15. 10. (laughs) (laughs) As she's legs give out. Yeah, she just flops over. Like, she's like, one more time. Oh, just slams. Uh, <laughs> or she like stubs her toe on just a small rock. And- yeah, that's it. That's all it took. Oh. She stepped on a pebble wrong and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> but she gets back up. You definitely feel like you popped a stitch. Uh, yeah, she spends a level of effort. Okay. And she gives it all she's got. You're queen, Ezri. Come on. Oh, God. There it went. Wait, I think I'm actually looking at 12. What was this other number? It was so... What? <laughs> the font's weird. What was I actually getting? This is amazing. Oh, uh, those might have been seventeens. Seventeens. Okay, so that that's the other way. So that's fine. Is that a seven? Are you kidding me? <laughs> How could that be a seven? Yeah, it just looks like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> is that a cat's butthole? <laughs> so do you guys picture? I'm trying to figure out if it's just the symbol for twenty. Those might have been natties. Oh, that's amazing. Samson, what numbers around 20? Uh, 2, 14, and 8. Yep, that's it. Those were natties. Uh, <laughs> I, two of them. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh, my. Well, anyway, she succeeded this time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, why does this guy keep rolling me 12s? I wasn't thinking nice <laughs> thoughts about him. <laughs> Okay, you managed to get yourself back up and drag it the rest of the way to the cart. <laughs> Ezri, that was spectacular. Holy shit. Thank you. I'm hungry. Just drenched in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and moistening boots. I'm going to sit on the cart with it. I think you can be done for a little bit, Ezri. Uh, can the four, can the others, the other four of us get this sarcophagus onto the... Ezri's going to help pick it up and put it on the cart. Are you sure? Yeah. Right. As he doesn't have as a job. He's dead yet. So with the group of you doing it, like, all together, it's totally possible. There are a few, like, moments where it feels like somebody's almost about to give out. Somebody, like, is putting too much strength on one side, Esri, that's tipping it <laughs> towards the others. <laughs> but you manage to get it onto the cart just fine. And Esri lays down next to it. Cool. This coffin is clearly made for somebody who's probably about three inches taller than you. <gasps> oh! Oh, as he's like, hmm. <laughs> purpose. No. What, what was the plan after this? We should probably find a way to conceal it at some point. Yes, we, we'll want to do that. 
Luckily, I did have some blankets here in the cart because I assumed we'd be carrying weaponry back. Covered up with blankets. We were probably about three hours ride back to the city. Nice. All right. Well, I guess let's get started. At least I think it's three hours. Elson narrows her eyes at Ferdinand. All right. Shall we get started? Yeah. I, are you driving? He rolls his eyes, hops on board, and he reaches into a pouch and he pulls out a small device shaped a little bit like a disc and he puts it on the underside of the cart and you hear this mechanical clicking and whirring like something spreading out and you see this strange almost like fungal stock start twisting around the front of the cart you might want to hold on to something oh and it's at that moment all of a sudden these fungi that have grown out and essentially knitted themselves into the wheels of this cart suddenly begin twisting and the wheels start moving very quickly as fast as if you had a horse driving you. It is a bit of a bumpy ride. Ferdinand occasionally will like lean over to Yasmin, who of course chose to sit next to him <laughs> and make a little joke. And then he'll go back to focusing and then he comes back and says, you know, the funny thing is, I barely have to steer. These little guys are focused on their spore mother back home. Are you able to slow the cart down at all? Oh, not at all. I'm not in control at all. <laughs> uh, oh. How fast is the cart moving? It's like if a horse was pulling you along at a good pace. Like at a full gallop, or? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's very bumpy. <laughs> For three hours? Yeah. Fuck. Nobody's comfortable. We're all to get for motion sickness. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, the sarcophagus, even as heavy as it is, bumps closer to Esri. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, probably wedges her in there a little bit better. Mm-hmm. During this time, Ilsen's going to try to switch out of her disguise she had on the train to something non-transit guild, normal civilian clothes, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to assume you maybe have like your other clothes on underneath anyway. Yeah. Okay, so you're in civilian clothes. So three hours pass, guys, left in the morning. So you're actually getting back to town at a decent time because you didn't take too much time in the heist, which would have really put you behind schedule. And you can see the entrance to the surface city of Lay. Internally on that side, there's a little bit of stuff built up, but it's generally an open entrance from the side. There's no, like, walls or guards. It's the surface city's just open for trade. Oh, Magpie changed her clothes, and she put on her mask. Well, if everyone's changing their okay. clothes, Ezri does too. Okay, so you guys all change your clothes. Ferdinand keeps his disguise on. Mm-hmm. Damn, see? What's part two of this? So we're in the city. How are we getting this? Now this is when I get it to my client. And this is where we split up, or are we accompanying you to your client? I don't get the impression they'd be excited about other people showing up. All right, so where are we going to meet? When are you going to pay us? Oh, well, depending on how late my conversations with my client go, I should be able to deliver funds to you tomorrow, almost anywhere you'd like within the city. The usual place? Ah, so I should just meet up with Magpie then. Do we have a dog show tomorrow? That's right. I could give it to you at the dog show. Beautiful. Uh, Seems like a bad idea, to be honest. I just meant the warehouse district. Oh, 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 that's fine. Yes, do that. All right. In the morning. Yes. But wouldn't dildos have a lot of money? Magpie, you made up dildos. I know. You decide if they have a lot of money or not. And you'll have a lot of money. So yes, the dildos will have a lot of money. You'll just get it beforehand. Exactly. So we could do this exchange at the dog show and give you a good story. Ilsen, I'm so brilliant. I would like to get the money as soon as possible so I can take it to Tibu, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to see it in my hands. Tifu's already going to be angry with this look you're bringing back. I'm actually not sure how she's going to feel about it. I don't feel like I look different. I mean, this hair is annoying. Your feet. Well, I was going to get hurt. I think that's her whole thing. But you came back alive, so... <laughs> right, and if I come back alive with money, it just helps make it all better. You're not going to go home until you have the money? No, I'm going to go home. I just want to get the money early tomorrow, so that then I can also have that, and then we can be done, mm. and then we can go to the dog show. All right, sounds fine. He hats the sarcophagus. You guys notice that at the sort of base of it, under the blanket, it flashes 
sort of a blue-green with each clap. What did you do? What do you mean? You made it light up. No, I just tapped it. Yeah, no, and you made it light up. Look, I mean, he pats it twice, and that light flashes again. Ah, see? See? Well, I can't, because I'm standing over here. You're clearly seeing something I'm not. Uh, look at, at the brief moment you're tapping this thing. Look at it. All right. He pats it twice, and the green lights flash. Well, I'll be damned. Interesting. We're seeing, we're seeing this through the blanket, right? Just through, like, the tiniest gap at the bottom of the blanket that you can see that something underneath is lighting up. Are we in town at this point, or are we, like, coming up to town? You're at, like, the edge of the surface city, so you're not, like, necessarily in town yet, but really close. Like, it would be kind of weird to just stop Mm -hmm. this close to town. But also, nobody's really, like, guarding or paying attention either, so... Gotcha. Uh, Ilsen's just gonna go under the blanket, look at if there's anything happening, any lingering permanent lights now, or... It seems dark at first... And then a few seconds later, you notice just like a very faint, light blue, tiny blink, just like a single LED blinks once and then goes dark. Why are we fucking with it, guys? I think we just take the money and ignore it. I agree. This should be your client's problem. I'm sad to blanket. Absolutely right. <sighs> We're totally handing over a nuke to a baddie, right? And? Whatever, though. Onwards. Oh, sorry. Stace was saying that. <laughs> I'm also a little, like... And my voice is a little weird as well, so it's hard for me to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not, like, noticeably good guys this time, so it's fine, right? We're definitely not noticeably good guys this time. <laughs> it's a tough world. All right, well, I'll meet you all tomorrow morning. Until then, I guess, have a good night, get some well-deserved rest, and I'll be there with your chairs in the morning. Thanks. He gives a florid bow to all of you, and then he grabs the cart and he just starts walking, tugging it behind him like it's nothing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh. <laughs> Ezri pretends not to notice. <laughs> Mushrooms are weird. Alright, I guess I'll see you all tomorrow. Yep, see you then. Good heist. <laughs> yeah, good heist. Uh, Ezri, are you good? Uh, Yasmin, are you okay to get her down? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've got her. Alright. I'm not dying. I... Just... 30. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well be dead. Uh, all right, well, have, have fun convincing Tebow of that. Thanks. Ilsen's gonna peel off and find her way to her apartment. Okay. What is Magpie doing? She's going back to her place. She's still probably pretty angry at life. Yeah. The head acid burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very angry. Okay. Yasmin. And Esri, can you give me a stealth roll of 12? 15. Nice. You guys get back to the Enclave just fine, using your sort of circuitous routes. Yay! Tibu sees you come in. She sees your bloody boots. Thank you. Your crazy long hair. And she literally drops the book she's holding and comes racing over to you guys. And she's like, oh my, Esri. She turns to Yasmin, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. She turns to you, Esri. What happened? Uh, a lot of guards and a time bomb. A time bomb? Yeah, it's, uh, man, it felt like I was in there for like seven years. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, the long hair is kind of crazy looking, but it does sort of suit you. Thanks. And it was a success. Really? Yes. Wow. So you've got the money? Getting it in the morning. <laughs> okay. If all goes well. Do you have any idea who it's being sold to? No. Someone important, I think. I don't know. I'm glad that you're alive. I'll have Rob come over and check out any of your injuries. Thanks. And she pauses for a moment, and she hesitates like she's about to say something, and then she just shakes her head and walks away towards Rob. Tibu's so complicated. <laughs> yeah, Ezri will lay down, or sit sit down and pull her boots off, and then lay down. Yeah, so Rob is walking over, and as you're pulling your boots off, he goes, what the shit? It was a time bomb, Rob. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I just, I have this thing about foot injuries. Uh, Are you good? Can you help? Yeah, yeah, just give, just give me a, give me a minute. Yeah, take, take your time. 
and he just goes in and he starts, you know, washing your entries and things like that. I mean, it has no other effect at this time, but for the flavor. Yeah. Mr. Tompkins came back as well, I assume. Oh, we haven't seen him. Oh, well, he's a strong, independent kitty, so. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he got off the train with us and then we didn't see him again. Right? I don't think he did because he saved you from that last guard, but I don't think he ever mm-hmm. came off. Yeah, I think the last time you saw him, he was cleaning himself. Oh, that's right. On that connector. He was being himself, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After the wound attending, Ezri will sleep till morning, which is at least 10 hours from now. Yeah, it's definitely more than 10 hours away. Yeah, She might do it twice. <laughs> do Ilsen or Magpie want to try to do anything else overnight? Not overnight. No, just go to bed. Magpie's going to clean herself up. <laughs> I'm going to get clean. Yep. She's going to have to buy a new wig, too. I know. It's sad. I mean, what would the role be to fix her hair? Well, you also cut a bunch of it off. Yeah. So you want to try to bleach it again? No, to fix it. So what do you mean, fix it? Make it one color. Well, it was sort of inconsistently bleached. I know. So you don't have hair dye. Or does she? She did buy theater makeup. She did buy theater makeup, yeah, so she probably has dye. Yeah. Rule for color. (laughs) So you're also trying to even out the hairs that you did not bleach yet? Yes. By bleaching those hairs? No. Okay. Everything's going to be dyed one color. Okay. Trust me, I've done this before. Yeah, so I think that's fine. You can dye it one color. What color dye do you have? Part of me really does want... I'm going to see if I can Google, like, random color picker. You're going all brown, all red, electric blue. Ooh. Electric blue. Subtle. Like a thief. <laughs> According to the random color generator, we're doing pearl ruby red. Nice. I will put okay. the hex number in the chat. Okay, so, yeah, you can dye your hair. Yeah, so Magpie has red hair. Ilson is resting. Yep. Okay, so you guys wake up the next morning. It's Sunday. You can already start hearing some people in the streets. Because you guys got to bed early... You're not waking up late or anything like that, which is good because the dog show is in the morning, not the crazy early morning. But, you know, it starts around 10 or the equivalent of 10. Mm -hmm. Since this has been more than a 10 hour rest period, can we just assume we're full up on our stats? Just because I don't want to have to roll like five different dice. Roll all of them, Samson. Sure. And you guys did successfully complete the heist, so you all have two XP. Ooh, hell yeah. At some point, I will, like, remember to do that at the moment where you earn it, <laughs> remembering it later. I'm happy for it whenever it comes. Yeah, whenever's fine. So, Daniel, mm-hmm. how many small dogs do I have? Currently, none. But Ferdinand promised to get me some small dogs. Yes, you just haven't seen them yet. I know. So she's, I guess we have to go find a fucking disguise. What do you fancy people wear, Daniel? <laughs> I mean, you've definitely seen what fancy people wear. True. Show a lot of skin. That's what we're doing. She's not wearing a shirt. She's just wearing those overalls. <laughs> so fancy. Okay. And she's got a bob. That's fancy. Of course, it's a bob. And of course, as an inhabitant of the Warrens, you're dressed like this for the disguise, but it also makes you uncomfortable in the sense that you're very aware of how exposed to gas you are if it shows up. Mm-hmm. The mask, like, will just barely help. <laughs> So, are you guys meeting at the rendezvous point with Ferdinand, I'm assuming? Yes. Yes. And when Ilsen sees Magpie, she'll say, Are you cold? Not really. Why? You look cold. You're in a giant cave and you're wearing next to nothing. I mean... Although it is a little bit warmer in the cave right now because of the recent pulse. Well, the dog show must go on. Why are you so invested in this dog show? Never throw away a potential backstory. Backstory for what? Well, this is a disguise now. The deeper the lore we build around this dildos, the better it is. Are you trying to build, like, a persona or something? If that's what you want to call it. I don't know what to call it. That's why I'm asking. I formed a group and now we can use it as a disguise. For what? Just to have? Yes. All right. And where are your tiny dogs? Ferdinand has the dogs. Does Ferdinand know that? Yes. I think it's about now when Esri walks in to the rendezvous at this point. Hello. Good morning. Morning. How are you feeling? Much better. Where's Ferdinand? Not here yet. Mm, I don't like it. Daniel? Mm-hmm? I have a question. Yeah? 
So, Tier 2, Delves get environmental adaptation. Mm-hmm. Would that apply to gas? Read me the text the You can breathe safely in smoke or poison gas, or survive extreme temperatures for up to 10 hours. I think it would help quite a bit. Your skin would still be exposed to the gas and what the gas does, because it's not just an inhalable thing. But I would definitely give you an asset on a might defense roll if you got stuck in the gas for that. Okay, just wondering. Say. Mm-hmm. And I, it would definitely give you an advantage of like trying to get through the gas before it affects you, when it affects you as fast as everybody else. I, it just occurred to me that that is something that mm-hmm. she will get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's and, good clutch. Yeah, if only you had a nano, a nano could do countermeasures where they just completely negate an environmental effect. So weird. <laughs> uh, speaking of tier stuff, Ilsen took uh, advancement. Now she's specialized in lighting and trickery. Ooh. Also have zero XP now, so do your worst, Dan. Okay. Don't say that. <laughs> I, I, I was kidding. You know, do your best, actually. Do your best. Always do your best. So, yeah, you guys are hanging out for a while. How long? 45 minutes at this point. Uh, what's the vibe check rule to be like? Is this too long? When do we start worrying? You guys didn't really set a specific time. Right. So, I don't know if you would worry yet. Okay. You guys all got there probably around, like, seven. That's where he's just housing meat on a stick for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good kind. Mm-hmm. So, guys got any plans for the future? I mean, in, like, a, a, a gig way. Like, any uh, upcoming jobs you guys are looking forward to? Nothing on the radar. I have vague plans of creating an alliance with the rock bears and overthrowing the Empire. But other than that, no. <laughs> is Ilsen, did you forget... Yeah, dildos thing, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. We still need a fall guy. <sighs> All right. Oh, but she asked if we're looking forward to them. Okay. Well, I was going to use her co-worker. I think that's a brilliant idea. Wait, hold on, which one? The snotty one. I don't... Names? Ugh. I'm going to assume that's Bertrand. Sure. The one I watched cry in his sleep. <laughs> Sorry, what? Hmm? <laughs> you watched somebody cry in their sleep? <laughs> I watch a lot of people sleep. Why? Why not? Several reasons. One, you're probably in their bedroom. Uh Not your bedroom, their bedroom. Two, they probably don't know you're there. That's the point. Three, why are you just staring at somebody sleeping? Isn't that boring? You learn a lot. It seems boring. People talk in their sleep. Do they say meaningful things or is it just like, rub up and then store the sundays? Just like gibberish. You'll never know until you listen. I live in a room with like 12 other people. (laughs) Yeah, what do you hear, Ezri? Do you learn anything from these night words? There are some things that I pretend I don't hear. (laughs) And then, yeah, there's a lot of nocturnal farting and (laughs) and mutterings. But I haven't heard anything meaningful. Liar. Does anybody in the Enclave, like, sleepwalk? I do, apparently. You do? Has Ezri told us about this yet? No. I don't think Ezri's really explained the what she hears and sees really at all. At least not to you guys. I think she's talked about it with Tibu. Yeah. So is it the good kind of sleepwalking or the bad? Well, sometimes I have a bad dream and I wake up not in my bed. Do you murder people or not? I, I, okay, that was that was a jump. I was just gonna like in my dreams or because didn't you just watch me? Well, I haven't caught the sleepwalking yet. Oh, do I murder people while I'm sleepwalking? Yes. Not yet. Do you think it's going to happen soon or eventually? I'm a little afraid of hurting somebody while I'm sleepwalking. Yeah. The dreams are fucked up. Well, maybe if they're not using the sarcophagus, we can get it back. How fucked up are you willing to share? Uh, Not right now, just because I kind of don't remember. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Something about digging. I'm going to go with Ezri describes it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Wow, that is fucked up. Yeah, it's not fun. I'm actually not 100% sure this is reality. So that's how you you found uh, Geeth? Yeah, exactly. Huh. They seem useful then. Uh, Do we need to go back to the old enclave and, like, actually, like, look around a bit more? No. Because that is kind of just a dangling thread that we haven't uh, readdressed. Because we... We're going to get our asses kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also sounds like somehow they got Geeth after you guys had left, right? Well, he was on watch. Oh, he was? 
Yes. I think I'd left at that point, so I don't Yep, we w- left him on wash in the hallway. We left the sacrifice and they took it. But still, something brought you back there. If that just happened to mesh with the sleepwalking in such a way, like are there two different issues, we should probably take a second look at the old enclave. Uh, it was probably the anvil, don't worry about it. But that was just to open the door, I thought. We'll just blame the anvil. It'll be fine, don't worry. Right. Mm. Mm. Did we start looking for him? Ferdinand? Uh, Magpie, is Ferdinand a punctual person, or is he very cat-like in his time management? Oh, cats are punctual. For food. I had to leave because it was dinner time. (laughs) Magpie, I think in your time with Ferdinand, you know he does like to be late for dramatic effect, like fashionably late to things, but this is highly unusual for him. He's punctual in his own timeline. Would he rip us off? No. And this is late for him, so he's probably in trouble. Okay. Oops. So, let's go find out. Well, I can't go. I have a job to do. Magpie, let's go find out. True, this is not any good use without the dogs. I want to say Esri redid her eye makeup this morning and braided her hair. Is that cool? That's cool. Do I got a rule for the eye makeup? If you're trying to disguise yourself, give me a 12. Okay, and she has the asset from mm-hmm. 16. Nice. Sweet. Yep. Where do we go, Magpie? That's a good question. Yeah, I think it's one of those things uh, similar to the way you hide your location. You don't really know where Ferdinand's home is. We shall do tracking on the mushroom spores. Hell yeah. That's a legit use of your tracking skill. Ah, suck it. <laughs> what What could Esri say to help with this? You should look at the ground and see what's there. That's a good <laughs> advice. So it's been... Almost a full day since they're at Surface City. Okay, so Azri's giving you two assistants and you're tracking. So that makes it a three. Noise. Eleven. Okay. You're able to kind of follow the trail of where the cart leads. And as you start taking it back, it's not heading for the lift. So wherever he's taking it, it's somewhere on the Surface City. And as you're following it, you get like close over to the Senate Museum. And then you also see up ahead, there's the Senate houses and things like that. And you do see a cart that's been left sitting on the road. It looks very similar to the cart you guys rode in on. You don't see any sign of the mushrooms on it. But the trail definitely ends at this spot. And it is the Senate offices of Flora Fellow, the same senator who is funding the ongoing search for one Esri Stonebreaker. And that's where we'll end this episode. Ah, shit. Bitch, I'm here. (sighs) Samson, something about this episode. It was super gross, but it was also very entertaining. The Esri's fingernail and toenail debacle. That was... Mm-hmm. We've dealt with some gross shit on the show, but I feel like that's up there. That really, yeah, that one's number one for me. <laughs> Best one yet. Worst one yet. Yeah. Also, I feel like Tibu's reaction was maybe just a little too subdued. She gives me anxiety, so. Yeah. Good luck, Stace. <laughs> Especially since you're not coming back with money at the moment. Yeah, you don't think Ezri's having an internal meltdown? She is. <laughs> Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where one of us offers you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I'm going with Song of the Sea. Mm. It is an animated film from 2014. I'm not going to remember what the folklore's around. Maybe Irish? It's one about the seals, right? Yes. Seal ladies? Yes, silkies. It's about these two kids whose mother's gone and they live in a lighthouse and then shit goes down. So then they can't live at the lighthouse with their dad anymore. So they go to their grandmother's house and people start trying to kidnap the little sister. Mm. And it's, you know, their adventure to not get kidnapped. It's got beautiful music. And last time I looked, it was on Netflix. Okay. And it's very folklore driven. Just can't remember the region because Europe is not my specialty. It's Irish. Yeah, I'm familiar with the uh, the studio. They're the ones that did uh, Secret of Kells, which I oh. have seen a long time ago. They also did Wolfwalkers, mm. which I have not seen. Mm. Cool. 
Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think about Song of the Sea or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? They can come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. They'll see all the uh, social medias we are currently using. At the moment, we are on Mastodon at explorerswanted at dice.camp. We are on Blue Sky at explorerswanted.fm. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. And our Discord, you can find at explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Best place to talk to us directly. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to support us. And please use our Dicephilia code with DieHardDice. Explorers Wanted at checkout and you get 10% off your order. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you could do for us is to tell your friends, tell them what you like about the show and why they should listen. The second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. That really helps people find our show in those directories. And that's where a lot of people go searching for podcasts. And if you didn't like the show, or if you just thought it was meh, well, it's new year, new you, as the thing inside you quivers and slowly uncoils itself, preparing to burst forth from its fleshy shell. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You can find me on our Discord sometimes. I'm Stace Windu. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Slam Potato and on Mastodon at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp. Listen, I'm feeding my chest burster very valuable knowledge so that when it emerges, it will flourish and take over the economy. I'm Chi with the Unicorn on Twitch, Instagram, and Threads. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.